0: We're so excited to close out our first year of Beyond the Grave, and today we have a very special guest. We have Louisiana Eats producer and host Poppy Tooker here, and she's going to share with us a very spooky story of her own ghostly encounter.
1: Well, you made that sound singular, dear heart, and (laughs) I have so many spooky stories on this topic. Thank you for having me.
0: So glad you could make it today. We're so excited to hear about a very special, not only New Orleans celebrity, but international celebrity.
1: Who is my own personal friend and ghost. That would be... Julian L. Tinge.
0: Okay, now I'm I'm not super familiar with this name, so you're going to have to tell me all about this person.
1: Well, Julian L. Tinge was the Kardashian of the early 20th century. What? Julian L. Tinge began doing drag in bars at the behest of his mother when he was a little boy.
0: They, Wait, his mother
1: his mother oh yeah i think that okay. he was the meal Ew. ticket back then I, kardashian. I, yeah, he was totally the kardashian and <laughs> so he grew up in saloons as they were called in those days performing in drag and by the time he was in his young to late teens he had parlayed that into a stage career What eventually became a film career? He had a stage show that he traveled the United States with, and that is the thing that brought him to New Orleans frequently. However, for people who go to New York City, there is still a theater there, the L Tinge Theater, which Julian owned in his lifetime.
0: Wow, that's incredible. So what What
1: time period are we talking about We're talking the late 1800s when he was a child. And then by the very early 1900s, he begins to be the big celebrity. And he would frequently come to New Orleans with his stage show. And of course, anybody who came to New Orleans always wanted to dine with Madame Begay. Madame Begay is, of course, the woman who was responsible for creating the brunch. Madame Begay was the number one tourist attraction in New Orleans in the early 1900s. That's all anybody ever wanted to know. But did you dine with Begay? And Julian L. Tinge did every time he was in New Orleans.
0: Wow, so we have the earliest brunches and the earliest drag shows kind of coming together at the same time, which is amazing.
1: No wonder I had to write that book.
0: I mean, my goodness, (laughs) everything I love all in one place. Plus, how are things, what is the spooky connection here?
1: Well, you know, I had absolutely no idea who Julian L. Tinge was or what was up with him. And you know, the whole thing is sort of spooky from the start because I didn't know Stephen Ladder well in his lifetime, but he and I had some meetings in uh, 2012 when I was working on a new issue of Madame Begay's original cookbook, um, which is still in print because Pelican republished it back in the fall of 2012. Madame Begay wrote that book in 1906 and so they wanted her in the context of the 21st century. And so that summer I spent taking cooking classes from the ghost of Madame Begay. I I became so close to her Mm. by adapting her Uh, late 19th century written recipes that were originally in French into a way that a modern cook could cook them today. And that was my first ghostly affiliation until, God bless Stephen, passed away in February of 2013. And the restaurant became his son's, Mark Ladder. And that is when Mark and I decided to write the Tujek's book. Right. Luckily... And
0: we're talking about the, the original, is it the original location?
1: This or all happened at the original location. Correct. I cannot, t- even though the new location of Tujax, also on Decatur Street in the 400 block, is a fabulous facility. Gorgeous. And it is what is going to allow Tujax to continue to stay in business yeah. today. All of my haunting experiences come from the original location on the de- on the corner of Decatur and Madison.
0: And that was the second oldest restaurant at that time. Second only to...
1: And it still is. It is the second oldest continuously operating restaurant in New Orleans, second to Antoine's. And so, but that was the location of Madame Begay's restaurant before it became two jacks that is the that's where the brunch was created and that's the place that Madame Begay never really left and I can tell you that I had gone down the ghost rabbit hole already because everyone who worked at that original two jacks location had a ghost story to tell Um, my goodness from Noises in the liquor cage. That was the big thing that happened all the time. The liquor cage was on the second floor. It was in the location of where Madame Begay's original kitchen was. And late at night, they would hear the sound of breaking china and glass. And staff would rush up there to see what had happened. And there was nothing fallen. And there was nothing broken as i researched the book and learned more about the second madame begay who was um, hippolyte begay's the, madame begay's young husband she became the second madam because she was the kitchen assistant she knew the recipes and so when the first madam who was much older than hippolyte passed away he wasted no time in installing Francis Lafarge as the new Madame Begay. And I always suspected that the two madams, perhaps the original Madam, saw that twinkle in Hippolyte's eye, and I believe the two madams are duking it out in that liquor cage into eternity. That's an incredible story. uh, Well, and everybody heard it. It was such a common thing. There were lots of very scary things that went on on the second floor. The porter who was there for decades. There was some work going on at the location. There was something happening. And the porter had to spend the night for some reason. And he slept in that largest dining room on the second floor. And he spoke to me so many times about that experience because the light was on in the hallway he was sleeping on the floor and he suddenly felt like he wasn't alone and there was a shadow that crossed one doorway and crossed another doorway and it scared the devil out of him the last Halloween that they were over there brett sanderson who was a long-time waiter and bartender there a bunch of the staff the restaurant was closed and they were up on the second floor talking amongst themselves right there at the stairwell at the top of those treacherous stairs and one of the halloween decorations was this butler, I don't know if you've seen those those fake butlers, yes. they're holding it. So yes. the butler's head and hands were stuck through the rails there oh. and as they stood there together, the head and hands went up oh. and then went back down oh. and it scared them to death, almost as much as the little girl oh, okay. that Brett saw frequently and many of the other staff did they got such a Malevolent feeling from this we think it's a little girl We just know it was little it was short and it was dark and it would dart across the hall They would see her out of the corner of their eye
0: uh, Now I'm familiar with that second floor at the old 2 location and uh, we were, had the pleasure of having a tour and had I known any of this, I think that tour may have been a little more spooky. And it already was pretty spooky.
1: It was terrifying. So, in fact, in the Tujac's book, there's a whole chapter on the Tujac's ghosts, Because, I mean, the stories just went on and on and on. When Stephen was alive, he every morning he would be in there by himself. And he'd be sitting in the bar... And he would hear the ladies' room door slam. It slammed almost every morning as though somebody was saying, Hey, whoosh, I'm here. But there was nobody there. It was just Stephen alone in the bar.
0: Wow.
1: So I already am working on these ghost stories. I love a good ghost story. I love a good scare. Absolutely. And there was this photograph that had hung in the back begay dining room. And it appeared to be of a lovely Edwardian female a beautiful woman beautifully appointed jewelry clothing and I'd ask everybody who is that and they would say oh they would use that inappropriate term. Everybody at Tujac's, every time I asked about the photograph, they would say, oh, that's the cross-dresser. Right. An old-fashioned reference to drag. Well, when Mark took over the restaurant in late 2013, he did a little facelift on it, and the back dining room was painted, and he had some new things hung in there. And he took Julian, that was, the cross-dresser, as it turned out, was the image of Julian L. Tinge, the most famous celebrity, the Kardashian of the early 20th century. Well, he took that picture down in his infinite wisdom, and he put it up in the attic. Oh, that's never a good idea. a short time later, a young couple... Tourists are sitting in the Begay dining room and they snap a selfie of themselves. Well, Ashley, there is clearly in the photograph, there is Julian L. Tinge suspended over where he had looked out from that corner For almost a hundred years, you could see the profile, you could see the Adam's apple, but it looked like a woman, but it wasn't a woman, and it was Julian L. Tinge.
0: That gives me chills. I have such chills right now.
1: Well, when Mark sent me the picture and said, Poppy, I think we have a ghost. Who do you think this is, Madame Begay? I took one look at it, and I said, no, Mark. I said, where is the picture? Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, it's up in the attic. I said, Mark, I have told you, put nothing in that attic of any value because it's just going to deteriorate. Well, he got the picture out of the attic and he hung the picture back up on the wall. And I do believe that from that time, Julian L. Tinge just became my best friend because He, she knew that I was on his side and I was going to tell that story. Well, that attic thing, it's a little crazier than this because right before the book came out, the book was just getting ready to go to print. And I was despairing so because I did not have good images of, in particular, the two Jacks. But there were also, also the Castets, the Castets who had owned, who bought the restaurant from the Touchex family with the Guichets. The Guichet family, the, 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 the Castets passed away, and they had this deal that whoever died, the other partner would get the business. There were tons of pictures of the Guichets, but I had not seen any images of, and I could not find any of the Castets. Well, One Friday, before the book went to print, I went to meet Nuni who had sold the restaurant, his family had sold the restaurant to the ladders, and he had some pictures and some things he wanted to talk to me about. So I met him in the bar one late Friday afternoon, and he says to me, Poppy, you know, I'm kind of mad at Mark. There was a picture of grandpa that had a medal. And I think it must be the medal from the grasshopper contest. Because, of course, the oh, grasshopper yes. was invented there. Absolutely. So Nuni said, I don't know where it is. And if Mark's not going to hang it up on the wall, I want it back. So I went to the person who was the manager at the time. And I said, you have any idea what Nuni's talking about? And he said, yeah, I think it's in the attic. Well, Ashley, yes. when I started working on the book in the summer of 2013, I had literally touched and gone through every single thing in that attic. I knew what was up there. Well, all I can tell you is Nuni and I climbed the stairs at dusk up to the attic, and I want you to know that in the attic I found beautiful, beautiful, portrait images of the Tujaks. I found photographs of the castets from the 50th anniversary of Toujax that all made it into the book. Whoa. But perhaps most compelling, I found the framed piece and the framed piece, Nuni was wrong. It was had nothing to do with the grasshopper. Apparently, his grandfather loved to compete in cocktail competitions. So this was the image that was from the 50s. It was in New York City, and it was when he won first place for a drink he called a whiskey punch. Ooh. And there were images of the models sipping wine who supposedly are the judges. There's Mr. Guiche getting his great big check for winning first prize. But on the back, there was an envelope. And in the envelope, in old typewriter type, was the recipe for that whiskey punch, which was a delicious recipe. It was much like a ramus gin fizz, Mm without the gin, but it had the orange flower water. It had the egg white. It was a beautiful punch recipe. And so what was I to think? But all the ghosts, not just Mr. Guichet, but also the Toujacks, the Castets. everybody wanted to make sure their pictures made it into the book because that's what happened just in the nick of time. I went downstairs and I said to the manager, I am so angry, I can't believe Mark has got all that stuff up in the attic, but I have found everything I need. And he said, oh, that attic, Poppy, I'm gonna tell you something really strange that happened. A man came in here about a week ago. He said, "Uh, I need to apologize to you. And I recognized the man. The man had had uh, a big party there. Um, He drank fine wines. He had tipped generously. The manager said, I told him, I don't know what you have to apologize for because you all were just great guests. And the man said, no, you don't understand. Do you remember that night I asked if we could have a look around and you said, sure, go help yourself? We went up to the attic and I stole a picture out of the attic. And the manager said, oh, don't worry about that. There's nothing of any value in the attic. And the man said, oh, no, 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 you don't understand. Before I came to speak with you, I went back up to the attic and I put the photograph back because when I left there that night, I immediately lost my wallet, my cell phone, and my keys. And in the following week, my best friend had a stroke and he's in the hospital and my wife was in a car wreck. I put the picture back. Will you please accept my apology? Oh my goodness. What am I to think? But that the ghost, and I don't even know whose picture it was, but whoever it was, Maybe they're in the book.
0: They were not happy about that no. at all. Wow.
1: So, Julian L. Tinge, you know... New Orleans Magazine plays a big piece in my Julian L. Tinch story. Mm. When I decided, compelled like a bat out of hell, to write Drag Queen Brunch, because we started having those Drag Queen Brunches at Two Jacks. Um, when the book came out, my buddies at Food for Friends, used to be the No Aids Task Force, now Crescent Care, said, oh, Poppy, you've got that ghost please let's just have a drag brunch to celebrate your book well I'd never been to a drag brunch before we did that said, don't worry about it we'll get the drag queens it'll be great well it was and it was a large part of what then compelled me to write the book when the book was just getting ready to come out I got a phone call from my dear friend Kelly here at Renaissance Publishing, who said, Poppy, we want to do a profile of you in the book. Can we take a picture of you and the drag queens for New Orleans Magazine? I said, oh, that's so exciting. I'd love to do that. Well, that night, you all sent, I don't know who that photographer was, but it was like a shoot for Vanity Fair. That's all I can tell you. And he was in the Begay dining room, where Julian made that appearance, but where the picture was back up on the wall, and he was setting up. And the gentleman who I always referred to as my drag queen wrangler, Jake, who would get the girls going for me, we were waiting on one more drag queen to show up. And we were standing with our back to the bar door in the doorway of the Begay dining room. I was standing closest to where Julian L. Tinge had appeared in that photo. With her, we're standing there, and suddenly, both of us heard, yoo Well, if you say, Yoo-hoo, and you put your hand in front of your mouth, you'll actually feel the vibration. That's a very vibrating sort of sound. I felt that come over my shoulder, as did Jake. It was like, you it was clearly that Jake looked at me and he said, drag queen in the house. (laughs) And we both turned around to look at the front door of the bar expecting Mm -hmm. star Alexander, but nobody was there. And there were some waiters who had been passing through that hallway outside the room. And I asked them, Did you all hear somebody calling? And they looked at me like I was crazy. I asked your photographer. Neither the photographer nor his assistant heard a thing. I believe that that was Julian L. Tinge who was teaching me the international call for drag queens because Ashley, I can tell you, every time I say, Yoo-hoo, all the girls come running to have you there. Yes, and all of this yes. focus on him and all the fame he's gained. It is an that iconic
0: time. photograph, I must say, and we'll put a link to it. But it's you with all of the beautiful drag queens and the little surprise in the background. The, the
1: little surprise, surprise. in the background. It, it was really a special thing, and I'm eternally grateful and. All I can tell you is from that time on, well, Julian used to save me a parking spot on Madison. It was always waiting right outside Tujac's side door. And there's one tragic thing. The pandemic happens. Yes. And of course, the whole Original Tujac's location is just a tragedy, anyway. All you have to do is drive by it mm-hmm. today to see what a tragedy it is. Mm-hmm. And Mark had to move the business mm-hmm. up to Cater Street. They moved the business, they moved everything. They've never been able to find Julian Eltinge's photo. Oh, wow! Now, there were two. One of them was donated to the Historic New Orleans collection, Mm -hmm. along with Madame Begay's original Guest Register books. But um, I don't think Julian wanted to move, so I'm kind of sad about that. But I know that Julian's always with me.
0: Yes. What do you think he would think about you continuing to have your pop-up drag brunch shows?
1: Well, I think he misses us. Mm-hmm. I think Mad- both of the madams yeah. probably miss us. <laughs> but, you know, i he was an entertainer. Right. So I suspect he believes the show must go on.
0: Absolutely. And you just had one on October 23rd.
1: Oh, that Halloween drag brunch was the best. And I'll tell you why, at least for me. Lana O'Day came back, one of New Orleans' greatest drag queens of the last 10 years, who stopped doing drag for two and a half years, but came out of retirement because Lana O'Day does an Elvira that is not to be missed. So,
0: Someone might
1: say, to die for. To die for. <laughs> <Boop>. <laughs> I agree.
0: Yes. So it sounds like you have a lot of spirit standing behind you, supporting your cookbook, your pop-up drag show, finding parking spots.
1: Well, if anyone has not yet listened to the October 22nd edition of Louisiana Eats, they must go to my website and have a listen because we actually had nationally famous psychic Carrie Roy. What? Carrie Roy Ooh. came into the house with Misty Gaither, oh. who um, the two of them are doing this ghost hunting thing all over New Orleans, mm-hmm. and they came to my home, wow. where we firmly connected with the original owner of the house. Angelina Prima, oh, wow. Angelina right out of the pizza parlor song that Louie Prima wrote. What? She was Louie Prima's mother. Oh, And gosh. before I even bought the house, another psychic friend had said to me, darling, that little old lady whose house it was, she's so happy you're moving in. And then she told me at another time, my buddy, Debbie Duvall, you get goosebumps sometimes. And I said, absolutely. Yeah, I do. She goes, That's her. That's Angelina. She's always there looking over your shoulder.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: So yes, it was confirmed for me that day, Carrie and Misty both said, you know, the ghosts who are in this house are all here. They're like angels who live here to protect you. Mm -hmm. And that's what I believe about ghosts.
0: That's amazing. Well, thank you for coming in today. A little departure from Halloween, but I wanted to let people know that you will have a pop up drag show coming up in December. Oh, yes! Christmas show on December 11th. And we'll link in the show notes to your website where people can get all the information on your cookbooks and the drag shows and Louisiana Eats, as always.
1: Thank you, Ashley. It was a pleasure.
0: Happy Halloween!
1: (laughs) Woohoo!